welcome to Peak Health with Dr. Gupta. This show is for those who want to optimize their health, maximize their genetic potential, and have some fun along the way. Today's show is about happiness, which is something we obviously all strive for daily. With all the craziness and negativity out there in the world today, how do we create happiness for ourselves? Is it even justifiable to feel happy in these times? Well, to answer these questions, today we have a wonderful friend and a business and life coach of mine, Trevor McGregor. Trevor became a professional coach after 25 years of building and operating a large hospitality group and real estate organization with over 50 plus locations nationwide. He was honored to work for Tony Robbins as one of his top master platinum coaches for over a half a decade. Trevor has completed over 30,000 strategic coaching sessions with business owners, real estate investors, Fortune 500 executives, franchise owners, doctors, lawyers, celebrities, professional sports athletes, and Olympians. I think that encompasses everybody. Um, He is my own personal coach, and I can't speak highly enough about him. Welcome, Trevor. Wow. Well, that was spectacular, Rabbi. I am so blessed and grateful to be here with you. And I'm telling you, this topic is absolutely needed, especially in days like today, especially the times we're living in. So thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Happy to have you. And uh, speaking of happiness, let's let's get to a basic question. Why is happiness important? Why should we feel happy? Yeah, I love the question. And it, it might sound elementary, but, you know, we weren't put here to suffer, right? We were put on this planet on purpose and with purpose. And we were literally given this opportunity to have dominion over any other animal, insect, creature, plant, whatever you 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 think about. Because Ravi, scientists have now cataloged over ten million different species, and we're the only one that has been given dominion over. And if the listener isn't familiar with what dominion over means, it means the power to choose. Every other bird, ant, fish, plant, insect operates on instinct. Yet we've been given this power to choose. And we weren't here to choose misery. We weren't here to choose suffering. We weren't here to choose, you know, all of these negative emotions. And we'll talk about those as we go forward. We were literally put here to have an amazing experience. And I do believe that, you know what, just like we can be unhappy, we can choose or take dominion over the choice to be happy. What do you think? Yeah, well, I I love that answer. And, you know, I'll speak from it from, from a medical perspective, too. It's not only important just mentally and for your own mental health. And also a lot of people's life purpose is tied to happiness. I mean, most people's life purpose is tied to happiness. If you're following your life purpose, you are automatically happy. But then also uh, physiologically, it activates the parasympathetic nervous system, right? Which is a system that needs to be activated to be in a state of healing. If you're in in the sympathetic system or or that's like the, the fight or flight response, you're feeling stress, your cortisol level increases you know, um, your body is in a reactive uh, place and you're not best suited to heal. Um, if you're in a parasympathetic space, relaxed, calm, happy, you are in a space of healing. So not only does it affect you mentally, it affects, affects you physiologically. So um, excellent. So that's that's the importance of happiness. Um, and then, you know, the, the other question, some people think it's selfish in some ways to be happy during times of distress. They're thinking, all this catastrophe going on in the world, how can I be happy that I shouldn't be happy? What, what do you say to that? Yeah, again, the world has sped up so so much. We've got so much coming at us. It's it's definitely a different time, you know, and we're recording this as we come off the pandemic. We've got, you know, some political uncertainty. We've got some potential war. We've got raising interest rates and, you know, um, 
a lot of crazy prices going on with groceries and gas. So it's pretty easy to see what's wrong. But again, you know, my coach, my mentor, and you talked about him earlier on, and I know you've been with him in person and done a lot of work around him. Mr. Tony Robbins says that what, what's wrong is always available, but so is what's right. So if all we're doing is going out there and pointing out what's wrong in the world today, we're really missing out on what we call the law of polarity. And what is the law of polarity? Well, the law of polarity decrees that every single thing on this planet has a polar opposite. I'll give you some examples. Because you can't have day without night. You can't have black without white. You can't have masculine energy without what? Feminine energy. And you can't have the North Pole without the South Pole. So what's that got to do with happiness? Well, it really means that you can't have somebody that is miserable or unhappy or stressed out without the polar opposite also being available to them. Does that make sense? And since that makes sense, and again, we go back to having dominion over, you know what? It's like Tony says, you know what? If you really, all you look for is the color red, you'll find red, right? But if you look for the color green or blue or yellow, you'll find that as well because Ruby, where focus goes, energy flows. And you and I have certainly known each other a long time. We've worked together a long time as coaches. Um, we've, you know, been to different conferences and part of different masterminds. And what I love about you and what I love about this podcast is it reminds people, you know, of what's important. And that's really what we're saying here is this is not a topic to, you know, think that the sky is falling and, you know, the world is imploding. It's also a time to go out there and look for some of the good things that you have and be grateful for finding them. Right, right. So, so there's a silver lining and, um, you know, and, and where you fo- what you focus on is important. And I, I think, you know, the, the answer is, as you were, as you were stating, um, you know, there is, there's negative that's happening. There's positive that's happening. There's, you know, th- there's contrast out there always. And it's up to you on, on what you want to focus on, but it's also up to you as to what state you want to be in, you know, and you could focus on all the negative because there is a lot of negative going on out there, but you could all, but there's also a lot of positive going on, on out there. And, um, I personally feel that, you know, the fact I could, let me, let me rephrase. If you could ask yourself a question, um, is your happiness adversely affecting those? If you feel that your happiness shouldn't be there, is your happiness adversely affecting those around you? Is it affecting, adversely affecting the situation? Um, and I would say probably 99.999% of the time it's not, you know, so there's no reason not to feel happy. There could be a lot of negative things going on. You accept them, you understand them. Um, you know, acceptance is extremely important, but then with that acceptance, you can let, you can let it go and then focus on other things that that do give you that happiness. In that's life. it. That's it. But I think you said it earlier that most people feel that that's awkward or why should I be happy when there's so much suffering going on in the world, right? right. Well, again, it's like this old quote that says the best way to help the poor isn't to be one of them, right? If we want to help the world become a happier place and remember that children are our future. And I know you've got beautiful young children. I've got beautiful children that we have to remember that, you know, the kids are modeling us. So if we don't choose to be happy because everyone else is miserable and we think we should kind of fit in with everyone else and, you know, just kind of live in that negative emotional home, 
We're going to transfer that on to people around us. We're going to transfer that to our children. And guess what? When they get older, you know, they're going to transfer it to their children. And that's yeah. just not cool, especially when we have doctors like you and, and physicians and people like, you know, life coaches and business coaches who know that there's a new way of thinking and a new way of acting where you can take personal choice over which emotional homes you live in. But before we get into that, I'd love to share a little bit about, you know, how the brain really works, because you and I are big sure. believers of Dr. Joe Dispenza. And I know you love him as much as I love him. Yes. And I've been with Dr. Joe here where I am in Vancouver, Canada. But I've also spent time with Dr. Joe over in Europe and places like Italy and Spain and Portugal, where what he does is he really reminds us, you know, that scientists have discovered that we have roughly 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day in our head. Now get your brain around that 60 to 80,000 thoughts every day, right? And 95% of them are subconscious or below the consciousness, whereas only about 5%, we really think about like, okay, uh, what am I going to eat today? What am I going to wear? Are the kids safe? What times the game start? All of those things. So out of those 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day, we know that roughly 75% of those thoughts are negative or are survival-based. And that means that only 25% of those thoughts can be neutral or even positive. So it's people like you, podcasts like this, going to some Joe Dispenza conferences, studying the Tony Robbins, where we can flip that on its head. And while we can't really you know, bombard the subconscious with other than gratitude or forgiveness or self-care, um, we can do at least enough of it to start getting those neural networks firing a little bit differently. How would you speak to that? Yeah, um, that's an excellent point. And a lot of our thought processes are subconscious. They're automated. We we have repetitive thoughts. You know, the, there's, and, and you probably know this number, but out of all those thoughts, there's only a certain very small percentage that are new thoughts on a, you know, daily basis. Right. Um, so I think that, brings us to the to the question is how do we program our subconscious so that we have positive thoughts on a daily basis and then can feel this gratitude this happiness you know that type of thing absolutely there's lots of different tools that we use as coaches and teachers and mentors and facilitators it could be you know as simple as meditation as a great tool and i know you do it i do it um people will often pray right people will often use vision boards People will use mind movies. People will journal, right? People will get together because we know that when you hang out with like-minded people, we call that tribal order, where you just feed off of each other's storytelling and happiness and smiles and energy because we've all got what's called a Taurus field, right? And a Taurus field is like an energetic field that extends roughly four feet out from our body in every direction. You know, and I'm sure you can appreciate that if you walk into a room, right, and you know immediately that something's not right, like you walk into a party and everyone should be happy, and yet, you know, it's kind of quiet and it's like eerie, you're picking up on the energy field and then you find out that somebody's dog was just hit by a car, right? Well, the Taurus field is energy and energy cannot die and energy cannot lie. So the more that we can feed the field with prayer, meditation, journaling, spending time with children, getting into nature, or doing things that elevate our emotions and fill up our cup. It's one way to really weaken what we call the saboteur and call out on the wise sage. And the saboteur is that negative part of you, where the sage is that wise part of you that knows that we're programmed 
you know, to learn, to love, to laugh, to share, to grow. And I really do believe that happiness is available to all of us through a lot of those modalities. What do you think, Ravi? Yes. Um, what was the book you, what was the book you're referencing, Trevor, with the saboteurs and sages? Yeah, there's, there's a, there's a tremendous man uh, from Stanford. He's a professor at Stanford. His name is Shirzad Shamin. And he wrote a book called Positive Intelligence. And positive intelligence is a phenomenal, phenomenal tool to remind us that we all have an inner saboteur. And there's really 10 little saboteurs that he names in the book. One's called the victim, the judge, the pleaser, the hypervigilant, like all these really cute names. But, you know, just like I said, there's polarity in everything. You can't have those saboteurs that pull you down without the polar opposite being what he calls in the book, a wise sage. And that wise sage is the wisdom within you and I that knows we're here on purpose and with purpose for something bigger. We may not even know why we're here, but it also doesn't just live in your head. Your sage lives in your heart. Your sage lives in your gut. And I think that people forget that the heart and the gut are also muscles that if you don't drop out of your head and get into your heart and your gut to make decisions, your brain is always going to look to keep you safe and alive and keep you from danger where your heart and your gut or your intuition truly can pick up on energy and help you live a better life. I mean, yes. you're the doctor. How would you speak to that? <laughs> well, I, 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 that concept is extremely important um, because your, your brain is really powered by, you know, sort of like your, your reptilian brain, your subconscious rather. Um, and that is a brain that is set up for survival, right? Your, your brain is sort of programmed to keep you survive, to help you survive and to survive really happiness is not important. You know, fear is important. Um, being wary of your surroundings, making sure that you're safe, you know, you're comfortable, you're in a place that you, you know, um, these situations and those types of feelings don't necessarily relate to happiness. And we're in a, we're lucky to be in this time and place where we don't need to be on edge. You know, we're not worried about a saber tooth tiger coming and biting our heads off, you know, like at any given time. Um, and we, but part of our brain doesn't understand that. So that's where this subconscious programming comes in and a great way to do that. Um, you mentioned some of these techniques, but a great way is to prime yourself in the morning right now. Yep. You can prime yourself, uh, to be, have a negative emotion. For example, if you are driving the car and somebody cuts you off and then you're like, Oh, look, that, that guy just cut me off with, what is he doing? I can't believe he's doing that. Now my day is going to be horrible because this is what happens, you know, something starts negative and it rolls into the negative. Um, and that's only because you primed yourself for the negative, right? Well, you can prime yourself for the positive. You can think every day how grateful you are. You mentioned gratuitous, uh, being grateful. We have a podcast on being grateful that I just recorded. Um, nice. Self-love is super important. Um, and forgiveness. These are Correct. very powerful emotions. Um, and we spoke about this. Uh, at length in the past, yep. but having those, those thoughts in the morning, really focusing on all the things that you're grateful for primes yourself for uh, being happy and maintaining that happiness. And then uh, you slowly program your subconscious so that those thoughts don't automatically go to the negative and then you can catch them. And, and, and actually um, Trevor, I remember you helping me with this because I was experiencing um, these feelings of self-doubt and negativity. 
And I would think about things that I've done in the past. And I was like, oh, wow, I shouldn't have done that. You know, that wasn't a good move. And it's so it kind of, even though I was thinking about specific circumstances, it brought my entire state down. Correct. But when I caught myself and I was like, no, I actually, it's okay. I forgive myself for that. You know, I still value myself. I did the best I could in those times. Um, you know, that was, that was transformative for me. I love it. And that's why this podcast is so important. And kudos to you for recording it with me today, because I'm telling you, you've opened up a couple of loops. So I want to, you know, address a couple of loops because I love what you said there. So first of all, we'll talk about what you just said, because we all go through times of doubt, fear, worry, anxiety, right? And the reason that we often feel those feelings is due to what we call our familiar past, right? And we have more references, Ravi, to our familiar past than we do our present or our future because we've experienced the past. It's familiar to us. And the more you know, shocking or the more traumatic of an experience we go through, you know, the more we remember it. Think about where you all were on, you know, September 11th, 2001. Like you could ask anybody on the streets in America, where were you on that day? And they'll tell you, right? That's right. how our brain works. And again, the more emotion that we have, you know, that's attached to those references, the more we can immediately recall that because the way the brain works is it dumps chemicals from your brain into your bloodstream that go to every cell of your body with that familiar past, right? So the goal is to, you know, say, you know what, even if that is my past, how can I leave that past for a moment to step into the present to create what Joe Dispenza calls the predictable future? right? And now we can do what you did. You journaled, you meditated, you did mind movies, you read Hell Elrod, right? The Miracle Morning. And you started to prime yourself. Now we'll open the second loop here because the more you prime yourself first thing in the morning and you have that attitude of gratitude, you practice forgiveness, you do something kind for yourself or your spouse or your family or your clients or your tenants or whatever, you know what? What happens is the compound effect happens on day one, day two, day three, day five, day seven. And by the time you've you know kind of hit about 21, 22 days of that, you feel different. Your physiology changes, your skin changes, your eyes are clearer. You just have this, you know, this energy about you where you get up in the morning and most people's feet hit the floor and they say, oh God, it's morning. Now your feet hit the floor and you say, good morning, God. Thank you for another opportunity to go out there and you know serve humanity. But I love those loops you've opened because that's my reality and that's your reality. And I believe that that's what we're here and want the listener to contemplate. What do you think? Focusing on serving others, focusing on bettering others is so important. And it's so much more important than focusing on yourself. Um, once that focus shifts from yourself to others and how to make others happy, that happiness will naturally just evolve in, in, in yourself. And I've, I've experienced that in, you know, multiple times. Um, it's, I think it's one of the, one of the, uh, essential truths out there. Um, well, it's really who you yeah. are, Ravi. I mean, I, I've known you for gosh, half a decade, if not more. And, you know, I think you would agree with me that the secret to living is giving. I mean, yeah. Tony Robbins has said that for years and the more you give, the more you get back. Right. And it's not always, your money. You don't have to give your money. You could give your time. You could give your smile. You could hold the door open at the mall for a little old lady. You could park further down the parking lot and give the close space to someone else. There's lots of ways to give. 
And the universe doesn't care what the vehicle is of giving. It's the act and the intention of giving that I think makes us happy. What do you think? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Hey, everyone, please join us for part two of this episode where Trevor and I take a deep dive into what the formula for happiness is, what the formula for unhappiness is, and so much more. We'll see you there. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if you did, please make sure to hit the subscribe and the like button and leave a comment about what you'd like to see on our future episodes. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only, does not substitute for professional care, nor does it constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you're looking for medical care, please seek a qualified doctor or medical professional. For more information, or if you'd like to check out our programs, please visit our website, peakwellnesshealth.com. That's peakwellnesshealth.com.